You're listening to Shalise's podcast. All right. Well, Father, I thank you for uh, this new series uh, entitled Miracle School. And I thank you that, my goodness, this is a title that we have some history with, Father. And I'm excited to be bringing this uh, topic back in my in my ministry. It's back for a lot of folks. It'll be the first time, Father. But I just thank you that you are a God of signs and wonders. You are a miracle God. And I thank you that that's just what you call work. <laughs> and I thank you that you live in us. And that means that we are miracle workers, too. And I thank you, Father, that... This podcast is going to uh, bring great revelation to people about how to be miracle workers, uh, how to release heaven on earth, how to partner with the Holy Spirit, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, and do the same works that Jesus did and even greater works. And so, Father, I just pray that you would uh, enlighten the eyes of our understanding today so that we would know the hope of our calling. I pray that Uh, You would grant unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I pray, Father, that as I'm speaking, you would be speaking, Father, that there would be great revelation, great breakthrough released through this series, that signs and wonders would truly follow us, that there would be incredible testimonies, miraculous testimonies that happen as a result of this podcast, Father, uh, that people would begin to pray for the sick and see them recover, Father, that they would uh, see financial breakthroughs, that they would uh, see heaven invading earth in all kinds of ways through them, Father, through their prayers, through their steps of faith. And so I just bless this podcast. I bless this message. And and I thank you, Father, that, um, yeah, you are confirming this, uh, this gospel, this message with signs and wonders in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, I'm so excited to be kicking off this new podcast series. Uh, I am, gosh, I've been waiting for this for a minute uh, just because of of the scheduling. And we had a couple of guests on. We had Catherine Tune on. We had Francois Dutrois on, which Francois will be releasing a couple of weeks before this one goes live on the podcast. But anyway, we're finally here. And the reason that I'm so excited about this series and about this topic is you may not know this, but I actually had a school when I lived in Colorado that we did for many years called Miracle School. And it was pre-emerge School of Transformation. Uh, But we had a school that we did for a whole year called Miracle School, and we had students go through it, and it was just so fun and powerful. And this is probably one of my favorite topics. Signs and Wonders is is absolutely one of my favorite topics. I uh, started my ministry with Signs and Wonders, and uh, honestly, guys, we see miracles every single week, every single day, anytime that we're ministering to people. It's just a normal part of our life. And what is so uh, tragic to me and why I'm so excited to be bringing this podcast to you is because that is not the case with a lot of believers. You know, I remember uh, when I moved to Colorado and, you know, I had come out of Bill Winston's church here in Chicago and, you know, where we were used to seeing the supernatural all the time. I mean, my goodness, the testimonies that I could share about me bringing people off of the streets and, you know, them going to the altar and being saved. And I'm talking like massive drug addicts, like, you know, crack addicts that had been on the street coming into church and getting baptized and coming out out of the baptismal totally sober, you know, just all the time. I led 
the healing ministry there. We, I taught thousands of people to how to pray for the sick. The miracles that we saw all the time were just incredible. Every Sunday was like revival. You know, we hear about, oh, we're praying for revival in all these different places. Well, every single Sunday at that church was a revival. I was an altar minister. And I mean, we saw hundreds of people saved every week. We saw a move of the Holy Spirit, people getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Like it was just constant. It was constant. And what was really surprising to me is when I moved to Colorado is that there wasn't really that kind of power operating in the church. And, you know, what happened? Well, Jesus called me to to start a church. And so I I pastored eight years at a church. We named it Encounter Church. It was part of my overall ministry that we did there called Prayer Mountain. And I'll tell you guys, the same happened. We had so many miracles come out of that church. We had a, a room in the church that we called the Encounter Room that we just dedicated to the presence of God. And we had worship and soaking going on there all the time. And I'm telling you, the presence of God was so powerful there. People, my favorite, I think one of my favorite stories is how people came into the Encounter Room. And just sitting in the presence of God, hair grew back on their head, right? So baldness was healed by nobody praying, by nothing happening. They were just sitting in the presence of God. So when I say that um, this is one of my favorite topics, like I feel so equipped, so, so called to equip the body of Christ to operate in the supernatural power of God. And so I wanted to kick off this series. I mean, I have so much to teach and so much to share And I've really been praying into doing a course uh, to dive deeper into this, because, you know, even if we do four, four, you know, four, you know, four different recordings or four different episodes, sorry, of this particular topic, I mean, we'll still just scratch the surface. And I, this is a passion of mine, you guys, like I really have been equipping the body of Christ to heal the sick and to operate in signs and wonders since the very, very beginning of my ministry. And it happened so supernaturally. So I'm going to give you a little bit of my story. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you've probably heard pieces of the story. You might have even heard the whole story before, but I want to share this story because it's the story of how I began to operate in signs and wonders. And if you are someone who was like me, who didn't really see miracles, you know, then I just want you to know that uh, I am not like some super saint. In fact, one of the things that I teach people that I train to operate in the supernatural is that this idea that we're chasing some anointing, that we've got to be anointed by some, you know, anointed woman of God or man of God to operate in signs and wonders. It just strictly isn't true. I mean, impartation is real. I'm all for it. I've had massive impartations from well-known people that you would know. Incredible. I mean, like lots of people I've had impartations from, and I totally honor that. But I want to tell you that the reason that you don't have to have that to begin to operate in signs and wonders is because the fullness of the Godhead is inside of you that you are one with Jesus, that you have this very same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. You have an anointing, you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know you don't have any need that someone should, should teach you. Again, I'm not saying we shouldn't be taught in the body of Christ. I'm teaching you right now. The supernatural is actually taught. It's caught and it's taught. Uh, and what I mean by that, it's caught in, in an atmosphere where uh, where it's taught. <laughs> so I, I'm not coming against those things, but I just I want to right now say that you have all of the equipment already to do the same works that Jesus did and 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 even greater works. So this idea that you lack something, we just I, right up front, I want to say the only thing that we lack is revelation. I mean, the only thing we lack is just understanding of who we are in Christ and what's available to us and actually how to pray for it, like how to do it. Like that's the only thing that's lacking. 
And, you know, Jesus spent three years in his earthly ministry training his disciples to operate in the supernatural, to uh, minister with signs and wonders. He sent them out saying, you know, as you go, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils, cleanse the lepers. I'm probably not doing it in the right order. But th- the point is, is that he sent them out two by two. He sent out the 72. Like he he was training people to announce the kingdom of God is at hand. It was the gospel of the kingdom. And so as the body of Christ who lives in union with God, you have uh, the equipment you have. Why do you have the equipment? Because you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the miracle worker, right? In Acts 10, 38, it says that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the Holy Spirit. And so I just want you to know the anointing of the Holy Spirit is the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is the, the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And you have the Holy Spirit. And so as I teach this, I just want you to start from the position that you've already got it. And now it's just about learning how to use it. Okay. So I'm sharing my story to let you know that I started at, when I really started operating in signs and wonders and started learning about signs and wonders. Okay. I was still uh, in my corporate job. I was not in full-time ministry. I was in sales, as a matter of fact, at a software company. And I had a really profound experience with the Lord, with Jesus. And it really what happened is I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I had grown up in, in, as a Southern Baptist girl. I'd gone to Baylor University as a Southern Baptist college student, although I was in massive rebellion to God at that time, big time, right? From really like 14 until my early 30s. Because why? I, I really wasn't in rebellion against God. I was rebellion against religion. I was re- in rebellion against a version of the gospel that really wasn't good news. I felt very uh, condemned by it. No matter how hard I tried, I could never be a good Christian. And so finally, I was just kind of, I just kind of threw it out and was like, forget it. You know, let's just have some fun. But in my thirties, I learned about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I got teaching about that um, and the power of speaking in tongues, the power of uh, praying in the spirit and got some good teaching about that. I actually have other podcasts. If you want to go learn about that, you can go learn about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the point is, uh, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is all about the power of God. Okay. Uh, when Jesus told his disciples to wait until they were endued with power on high, right. And then he said in Acts chapter one, that, um, they would receive power after the Holy ghost came upon them and that they would be witnesses in Judea and Jerusalem and to the other parts of the earth, right. This wasn't about the, the, and the day of Pentecost came and the, the Holy spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and, uh, the, you know, tongues of fire lit upon them and they began to speak in tongues. What, what was going on there? This was about the ministry of the Holy spirit invading the the earth. And every single, the Holy Spirit is here. This is the age of, you know, we live in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit is the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. And as uh, we all have the Holy Spirit, uh, the question is, and we've been really filled with the Holy Spirit, does the Holy Spirit have us? But, you know, the point is, is I started from a place of, of a good Baptist girl. And I can tell you until my 30s, I'd heard stories of miracles. Like my mother had grown up Pentecostal. I had my adopted mother. My adopted grandmother uh, was Pentecostal. So they spoke in tongues, but it was really weird to me. Uh, my mother had been, you know, been to some healing meeting and one of her legs had been grown out. So I had heard those stories had a little bit of exposure to it, but we never saw miracles at church. We always prayed like, you know, God, if it be your will, you know, heal this person or God, if it be your will do this, like you never knew what God's will was. And so I never saw a miracle. 
But after I got filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to remember also I had more problems in math, but okay, that's what the Holy Spirit told me. One of the very first things I ever heard the Holy Spirit speak to me when when I started to hear God's voice was, is you have more problems in a math book and you can't solve them all at once. And you guys have probably, you know, had me break out my little rubber band ball. I'll take, I'll do it again for those of you that maybe hasn't, haven't heard it before. I keep it in my desk drawer here. But when the, as soon as he said, you have more problems in a math book and you can't solve them all at once, I saw this little rubber band ball. And I keep one in my desk, you know, one of those ones that you get at the office supply store, because the Holy Spirit showed me that I was this like trapped and all under all these rubber bands that I was in the core of this thing. And all of these rubber bands represented problems, represented lies that I believed. And it was just really clear that I wasn't going to be able to untangle myself from this. And he was just saying, I know how all of these lies got wrapped around you and I know how to take them off so that the real view, real you, uh, who you are in Christ is actually uh, your, your own self-image. So I'm saying that I, I just didn't know anything from, I didn't know anything, right? I mean, even to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I like had to do some research on it because I had been taught that, you know, that had passed away. I had been taught, even though my grandmother did it and I thought it was weird. I just didn't have good theology about any of it. And I remember that I would listen. I mean, I had books on my shelf, like from Charles Swindle and Charles Stanley and nothing against these folks. I, they just weren't teaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, they were teaching against it. So I had a lot of unbelief, a lot of wrong belief about just the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Much less hearing God's voice and everything. So I'm just telling you where I started. No spiritual senses, no signs and wonders, none of that until my 30s. And very shortly after the Holy, I started hearing the Holy Spirit, he sent me, he woke me up one morning and he said, I want you to go to this nursing home that is on the way to your work. Now I had driven by this nursing home a thousand times every single day on my day to, on my way to work. And I, I don't know that I ever really noticed it before, but I, I, I knew what he was talking about when he said that. So I pull up to that nursing home and I was, I think to myself, I don't do this. I don't volunteer. I don't, I don't do this. Now, remember, I also had a diagnosis at the time, like it was an early diagnosis, but I had a diagnosis of bipolar. I'd been dealing with massive anxiety, depression, uh, lots of bondage in my life, right? So I'm the least likely candidate to be used by Jesus to do anything in my mind, right? But I, I pull up to this nursing home, make a long story short, uh, I ended up volunteering there in a few weeks after volunteering, they say, you know, we've got this Bible study. Uh, we do it, you know, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, before, you know, before our work, like at seven o'clock. So just come and start joining that. And then oh my goodness, in a couple of weeks uh, after that, it's like, we just want you to lead the Bible study. Well, okay. I was not a Bible teacher. I was not called in my mind to ministry. Like I, I didn't know up from down. Right. So I'm thinking what in the world I'm so unqualified to do this Bible study, but I also knew that God had taken me there because, you know, when I was dealing with all of my, my mental health and emotional issues, you know, I was very self-focused, a lot of condemnation, a lot of, a lot of focus on myself. And and even though I had more problems in a math book, I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to be around people that were really worse off than I was so that I could learn to be grateful for what I did have in the midst of that. So anyway, I, I start leading this Bible study and it, I mean, maybe a week into it, maybe a week into it. And by this time, I'd also started to attend Living Word with Bill Winston at the time. So, but a couple of weeks into it, I'm thinking to myself, these people do not need a Bible study. 
All right. This wasn't just a nursing home. This was an assisted living home. I mean, there were people coming into the Bible study that were on dialysis. There were people coming there with terminal cancer diagnoses. There were people coming in. Every single person had a health issue. And I'm thinking to myself, we're reading the Bible here and the Bible is, the Bible is a book about miracles. And so these people actually need a real Jesus. They need a Jesus that's going to show up and do something about their situation. So I just, maybe in my ignorance, I don't know, but I just was like, well, you know what, God, let's just, they need to, I need to learn how to, 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 to get healing for these people. And so I went to this Christian bookstore and um, hilarious. It was again at Bill Winston's ministry. And I remember uh, there was a whole shelf about healing on a whole you know section in the bookstore on healing. So I just went over down the section and I picked up a, a book that was called, I mean, it was the perfect one, right? It was called how to heal the sick. <laughs> like, Oh, that's what I need. And for authors out there, just a little side note, that's why it's so important that, that you, um, you recognize how to write a good book title because, uh, when you write a good book title that speaks to the problem that the, the reader's trying to solve, it's just a really good thing. Cause I, you know, who knows there were all these healing books there, but I picked the one that said how to heal the sick. But the thing I loved about this book and the thing that I, uh, you know, began to learn from the authors of this book, Charles and Francis Hunter is that the supernatural is taught. And so I began to just study their teachings. I remember I got all these little, um, these were like back when the videotapes were out, <laughs> I'm aging myself now, but I got the like VHS tape. And I, I brought them home and I was, you know, watching them teach you how to heal the sick. And, you know, I just had no idea that you could train people to how to heal the sick. Like you would train people to drive a car. Like it was very, very practical. It was, uh, it was not so super spiritual. You know, it was just very, very practical on how do you lay hands on the sick? How do you speak to sickness? How do you do these things? And so I began practicing on the folks in the nursing home. And guess what started to happen? I started to see results. I started to see results. Oh my gosh, right? And I began to recognize like, wow, this is real. And the other thing that happened during this time is that that the Holy Spirit had given me a meditation project. He said, I want you to meditate on one scripture for a whole year. And he gave me the the scripture from Colossians 127 that, that, that basically is the scripture that says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I started to, I didn't even know what meditation was really, but I started to uh, partner with the Holy Spirit and began to focus on this one scripture. And the Holy Spirit told me to go stand in front of the mirror. And he said, I want you to stare at yourself until you can see Jesus's eyes looking back through yours. And you guys, I can tell you that was not easy because I had a, I did not have a good self-image at the time. I had a lot of beef with myself and but, and, but I, I went with it. Right. And so pretty soon it was, it was me just, I didn't even know what to do. Like, do I imagine this as do I, uh, I just didn't really know what to do. So the Holy spirit, and, you know, I was thinking of like Jesus walking down the shores of Galilee. I was thinking about Jesus, like all the miracles in Jesus's ministry and stuff. And I was trying to imagine that I'm Jesus. I just didn't get it. And then the Holy spirit was saying to me, no, you're Jesus in a chalice suit. Right. So imagine yourself like you're wearing like Jesus is wearing a Halloween costume and the costume is you. And I was like, oh, okay. so Jesus is wearing me. Right. And then then he was like, but here's the thing, Jesus, you you just aren't Jesus in a Shalice suit, but you're Shalice in a Jesus suit, too, because you're in Christ. Christ is not only in you, but you're in Christ. And ultimately, that came, you know, brought me to the teaching that I do in Emerge called the Jesus sandwich. But the point is. 
is that I was beginning to get a handle on the truth that it was Jesus, the miracle worker himself, was living inside of me and that I was living inside of the miracle worker. And this union revelation was going hand in hand with the training I was getting on how to heal the sick. Now, in miracle school, we're going to talk about a lot more than healing the sick, you guys, because, uh, you know, obviously healing miracles are one kind of miracle. But I want to share this with you because I just want to share my journey that I went on. And I'm sharing this, too, because, again, sadly, people can sit in church for decades and not have practical teaching on who they are in Christ and their union with God or have practical teaching on how to work miracles, on how to heal the sick on how to minister in the power of God and see the miracles come through them. And because we haven't been equipped, okay, um, and maybe because we, we, I mean, if you're like, if you're like I was, you weren't filled with the Holy Spirit, you didn't even have the basics, right? You didn't, you weren't hearing the voice of God, like the Holy Spirit's not even able to teach you. And it's a tragedy, you guys, you know, as I travel and I talk and I I, I minister places, you know, I'll raise people's hands and I'll be like, okay, how many of you need a miracle? How many of you need a healing miracle? And you guys literally almost every place I go, it's two thirds of the people have something going on, have some kind of diagnosis going on in their body. When there's enough power in that church, like whatever, how many of your people are in that church? Like that's how many little Jesuses there are. That's how many people have the, the fullness of the Godhead living inside of them. That's how many people have the Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead living in them. And so overall, we have a really big problem in the body of Christ that we are not living in union with Jesus and we're not operating in the power of the Holy Spirit in union with Jesus. And so I'm so grateful. I mean, I love my story and I love sharing my story because number one, it's going to encourage you that wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Like you can be taught these things. You can learn these things. But also I want you to know that it's not like I had my act together. It wasn't like I was wholly rolling, you know, into the nursing home. No, I was, I had problems. I needed miracles myself. And so it's not based on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The grace of God is not based on, uh, us apart from Christ, right? I mean, in fact, one of the things that we have to learn is that the the old me that I was like, didn't want to look in in the mirror has been crucified with Christ. And my true self image is Christ, right? Christ in me, Christ in you is the true identity of who we are. So I had to learn to, to disassociate with a self image that was formed by a fallen world system and start to associate myself with Jesus. And as I began to do that, and I began to meditate for a whole year, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I began to allow the Holy Spirit to pour more and more revelation into me about my union with Jesus. Let me tell you, the crazy things started to happen. Okay. I I'm telling you the manifestations that you read about in the Bible started to happen in my life. Uh, I could, I could walk into places and I mean, people literally have gone into seizures as I've walked into a place, you know? And again, if you're not in the spirit learning these things, I mean, you're going to be like 911 call 911 rather than realizing this is a manifestation of the demonic that's happening right now. And what do I do with it? How do I take authority with it? I mean, guys, I have, I was taught in the trenches. 
I mean, I was in situations many times that I didn't know what to do. I was in training. And that's very much what how I read the Gospels is that Jesus was training his disciples and he would rebuke them for their unbelief. You know, he would he would have them test it. Come on, Peter, come out on the water with me. And, you know, Peter would be out there and then he'd look at the wind and the waves and then he'd sink and then Jesus would pull him up. Right. I mean, uh, they were Jesus was sleeping in the boat and the storm came and the disciples are like accusing Jesus of not caring. And, oh, we're going to die. And Jesus rebuked the storm. And then he looked at them and he's like, where's your faith? Meaning you can do the same things that I'm doing. So you speak to the storm, right? So Jesus was teaching them how to do the same things that he did. And the way Jesus did it was through uh, union with the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. So, uh, you know, as I began to get trained and I began to practice, I mean, pretty soon people were taking notice that, wow, when Shalise is doing this, and because I, I was really, really on fire. I mean, I, if you, you couldn't walk by me with something going on in your body, if I was, I was going to pray for you, you know, I was just on a mission. And so pretty soon I got asked to teach a class and I called it how to heal the sick. And so I just started bringing the videos in. We watched them as the class and then we practiced on each other. And I'll tell you the the miracles that I saw through people were as phenomenal as the ones that I, I was seeing. And even more so, you guys, I remember one time I was on a bus with a bunch of ministry school students and we were going to a death home and sweet people got on the, the sweet, I don't know who they were, but they got on the bus and they were teaching us sign language. And I'm sitting there, sitting there thinking, uh, I mean, I'm kind of getting riled up a little bit, right? Because I'm thinking to myself, if Jesus was on this bus right now, would he be learning sign language? No, he would not. And so I tried to keep my peace and tried to be all nice and all this stuff. And finally, I just couldn't take it. I had to stand up and say, you guys, there's 80 Jesuses on this bus. Christ is in you. And I start preaching the gospel to everybody and how powerful they are. And guys, we ran off that bus when we got there. And I'm telling you, they, these people tackled these kids, these deaf kids. And, but you know what? They cast that deaf and dumb spirit out of those get out of those kids and those kids got healed, you know? So the main point I, I want to say in all of that is you have the equipment, you have the equipment to be a miracle worker. Maybe you haven't learned how to use it, but you have the equipment. And here's what I want to come against. And I'm going to bring my little my little, I call it my Jesus doll out for this demonstration. For those of you that are listening, you won't be able to see this, but for those that you're in the group and watching this or watching the replay on this, you'll get to see it. So I'm bringing this out because I'm going to take a couple of my people here. Okay. And here's the default way that most believers operate. Okay. Let's pretend this big doll here is God. And this is you. Okay. The most of us, most of us operate like God is up in heaven we're down here on earth. We're in this fallen realm and God's up here in the spirit. And if we need a miracle down here, okay, say something's going on, there's a storm or someone needs healing, or there's a financial breakthrough that we need. What most believers, you know, maybe it's like I was, like I was trained, they're praying to God, if it be your will, come down here and fix this, come down here and fix this, right? And then if God, you know, God, you never know what God's going to do. God's mysterious in all his ways. And so we have all of this separated theology where we are trying to get God to come down and do something and work a miracle in our situation. And unfortunately, we're praying with not a whole lot of faith, because if you don't know what God's will is, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Well, it's really hard to have any faith to pray that kind of prayer. Secondly, you're completely operating under the deception uh, that you are separated from God. Because here's the truth. Okay. Yes, God's in heaven, but guess what? Opening up at all, putting 
you in there, put me in there. Guess what? We're seated in heavenly places in him. Okay. So we're up here in heaven. We have access to all that heaven contains. We have access to the, the, the angels. We have access to the cloud of witnesses. We have access to anything that's going on in heaven because we are seated at the right hand of the father. And guess what? The father and Jesus are one. So there's a mystery about this, that even though we're in Jesus, we're also in the father and the father is in us. Okay, but we're seated in heavenly places right now. We're bilocational, we're multidimensional because guess what? We're also in Christ here on earth. But if I take this doll and say, okay, this is God, this is Jesus, and I open it up, well, guess what? We're in Christ. Here we are. But guess what? Christ is also, oh my gosh, that's loud, in us. So there's this is what I call the Jesus sandwich, right? We're surrounded. He's we're in him and he's in us. And so if we're going to see miracles, we've got to get this identity straight. We have to realize that we're not praying to a faraway God to come and intervene in our situation. No, we are in union with Jesus, intervening in the situation in Jesus's name, right? So it's just the same way that Jesus operated. Jesus was not operating. He's totally God come in the flesh. But he was also, he was not just the son of God, he was the son of man. That's why in Acts 10, 38, it says he was anointed by the Holy Ghost and with power, meaning he was operating through a union with the father that was invisible. And he was working miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he was teaching his disciples to do the same. Okay. And if you go through and you analyze every single miracle that Jesus did in his earthly ministry is actually a a gift of the spirit. So Jesus was operating in the gifts of the spirit. He was operating in words of knowledge and words of wisdom. You know, when he saw uh, Nathaniel come up and he said, you know, ah, an Israelite in whom there is no guile, right? He was operating in a prophetic word of knowledge anointing of the Holy Spirit. He was getting that information from God from the inside out. Okay. God did speak audibly several times in Jesus's earthly ministry, but he was being led by the spirit, just like we as sons of God are led by the spirit. Right. So um, the woman at the well, she, you know, he knew that she had five husbands and the, uh, the, uh, the man that she was with wasn't, she wasn't married to him. How did he know that information with a word of knowledge? And so all of the miracles that Jesus was working was him communing with the Holy Spirit in union with the Father, operating out of his identity of union, and then living supernaturally and operating supernaturally with the power of the Holy Spirit working through him. So today, what I want to, the points that I'm making is that number one, you have the equipment to be a miracle worker because of your union with Jesus. And number two, okay, you are not separated from God. We are not waiting on God to work a miracle, praying and not knowing what God is going to do. No, we are commanding heaven on earth in the name of Jesus. And that's why Jesus said, remember when he said in Matthew 28, that all authority, all power has been given unto me. Now go make disciples of all men. Okay, let's read it in Mark. Uh, Let me read it into Mark when he... uh, Hold on a second. Uh, I got some weird message uh, coming up on my phone. Okay, here's what it says in Mark. Mark, uh, let's see if I did bring it up, right? Mark 16. Okay. 
Let's go into Mark 16. Um, I'm going to read the full chapter here. I'm just in the King James Version for now. But it says this in verse 15. In Mark 16, 15, he says this. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I love that he said every creature. I'm not going to teach too much on that, but he just didn't say to every human or every person, meaning that all of creation is been reconciled to God. And we have dominion over creation, not just, we aren't just ministering the kingdom to people. Okay. Maybe I'll do more on that in a different episode, but in 16, he says this, he that I'm going to just paraphrase because I can't stand King James English, but he says, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up uh, serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In verse 19, it says, and so then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. In verse 20, it says, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So this is very different. It, we are co-laboring with God. We are operating as a yielded vessel who is allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through us. And we are speaking as uh, as the oracles of God. We are we when we are speaking, we are we are we are speaking as though it's the Holy Spirit's words. And we are commanding for the seen realm to come under the jurisdiction of heaven. Okay, uh, we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. Uh, we've been given the keys to the kingdom, you guys. And the kingdom is an invisible reality. It, it exists inside of us. It's the message that Jesus preached. And it is it has dominion over the world. It has dominion. Jesus has overcome the world. The kingdom is a greater reality than the world. And so as kingdom citizens, as people who live in heaven, who, who experience heaven because we're seated in heaven, right? Our job is to release heaven every single where, where place that we go. I, I would say it a different way. Our job is to enforce heaven everywhere that we go. And that's what Jesus was doing in his ministry. If there was lack, if the, if the multitude needed to be fed, then the food multiplied and he took care of lack. Why? Because there's no lack in heaven. Uh, if there was lack on a fig tree because the fig tree was, you know, was supposed to be bearing fruit and it was not doing its thing in the season. Why? Because it was under the curse. He spoke to a fig tree and all of a sudden he cursed it because listen, you know what? That shouldn't be here. That fig tree should not be here, should not exist here because the earth should look like heaven. How do I know? Because that was God's will in the very beginning when he put Adam and Eve in the garden. And uh, Jesus told us to pray, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? God's will is heaven on earth and heaven is inside of us. And heaven is a reality that we, we, we release in Jesus's name. And when we say his name in union with him, operating in the gifts of the spirit, guess what? The same miracles that Jesus did, he's still doing. He's doing them through us because we're his body. And we are part of him. He is the head. We are his body. It's a picture of oneness. It's a picture of the, the head moving through the body and the body moving to do what the head wants done in the situation. 
So this isn't about praying to God and hoping and praying for a miracle. No, this is about learning how to partner with God and operate in the Holy Spirit, operate in the gifts of the Spirit, and release the will of God in union with God into the situations just the same way that Jesus did. And the reason Jesus said that we would do the same works that he did is because he was going to be inside of us. And the reason he said he would do, we would do greater works than he did is because, um, number one, there's millions of us. <laughs> we can be in a lot of more places than Jesus can be. Jesus was, was, was confined. I mean, yes, you know, he, he translate, you know, there's translation, there's all these things, not that there's limitations of time and space, but the point is there's a lot greater potential for miracles, you know, than now that there's so many of us, right. And, you know, the Bible says that Jesus did so many miracles that if you were going to write down all the miracles that he did, that the world wouldn't be able to contain all the miracles that he did. So the miracles that we even have documented in the Bible are not all the miracles that Jesus did. So the potential for miracles is well beyond our ability to frankly even wrap our head around. So introductory episode today. The main thing I want you to know is that it doesn't matter where you're beginning. It doesn't matter how bad the circumstances are in your life. It doesn't matter if you were like I was and you are in need of healing or if uh, you didn't know up from down, you know, if you've never really been exposed to this stuff, if you don't understand these things, you know, that's okay. Like you start where you are and this stuff's happened quick. You guys, this was quick. It, this wasn't me, you know, studying for 50 years. No, it was just me practicing. It was just me, me hearing and doing, hearing and doing. And I will tell you some of the best training you will ever get is in the doing. Every single time you are, uh, you know, uh, praying for a miracle or you are speaking to something in the name of Jesus, guess what? The Holy Spirit gets involved and you will be trained. I can't tell you the number of times that I would pray for someone and the Holy Spirit would debrief with me and be, okay, what did we learn from that? Right. I mean, whether the miracle worked or it didn't. In one instance, I remember I was praying for someone who had arthritis and I'm taking authority over arthritis and I'm telling it to go in Jesus name. And I just remember uh, hearing a word forgiveness and I had to make a decision in that moment. Am I going to stop and have this woman, you know, dig in to find out, you know, just who she needs to forgive and all of this, or am I just going to keep telling arthritis to leave? And in that moment, I just, a spirit, a, a scripture came up in me and it said, by grace, we are saved by grace, right? By grace through faith, we are saved, not of ourselves. And so I just began to preach the gospel to arthritis. And, and I had that scripture, the Holy Spirit gave me. And you know what? She got totally healed. She was running around like she didn't have any arthritis. And afterwards, the Holy Spirit was like, well, what did you learn? And I was like, well, I learned that forgiveness can't block healing because it's what it's about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. And he was like, okay. He said, but I still want you to call her back in. And I want you to pray for her to forgive uh, her husband, because uh, that is an open, that, you know, that's a part of what's going on with her. Right. And uh, this is, you know, one of the reasons why Jesus, first of all, was all about making people whole. Right. And the bottom line was, is that, that she needed to clear her heart. She needed to clear those things because unforgiveness is like bitterness in the bones. So called her back in, got to the root issue of what was actually causing the problem in the first place. She ministered forgiveness. And so that's what I learned in that situation. And I'm not going to build a theology around it. What I'm trying to say is you learn as you do it. Okay. Then another time I remember I was praying for someone who one person, this was a person that was in a wheelchair. They had ALS and they had a caregiver with them and the caregiver had chronic pain in her back. And I was praying for the person in the wheelchair and I was praying for the caregiver and the caregiver got instantly healed in her back and the person in the wheelchair didn't get up. 
And so as I left, I was perplexed. Okay. Now, listen, you can make all kinds of theology around this. You can say, well, it's not always God's will to heal or da, 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 da. You can, you can make all kinds of things up. But instead, I just had a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And so I was like, what's going on here? And he said, well, you think it's harder for, to, to, for someone to get out of a wheelchair than it is to pray for someone's back. And I was like, I do. And he's like, well, be honest, Shalise. It seems like it's a harder thing to do to the natural eyes. And I was like, wow, okay. So I had to, I've had to learn with the Holy Spirit how to get off of my physical senses and how to glorify Jesus and not make it, you know, really overcome that unbelief when you're praying with someone. And beloved, I'll tell you, unbelief is a big deal when you're praying for someone. It's not that God isn't moving. It's just that, you know, many times we, we believe God can do a miracle. We just don't know if he's going to do one through us or if he's going to do one in this situation. And so the training with the Holy Spirit is an adventure and it's wonderful and it's a confrontation. It's a confrontation with what we believe. It's a, uh, and not in a bad way. I don't mean like, you know, the Holy Spirit's, you know, rebuking you or, you know, cussing you out or something. I just mean that you're going to come to realize that the programming of the world has impacted our ability to really, uh, really flow with the Holy Spirit and with God. Uh, because we have been taught all kinds of things about sickness and disease. We've been taught, we've exalted those things, mainly because we've been taught that these are impossible things, or this is a terminal diagnosis or whatever. And again, I'm focused on healing today. I'm not going to focus. I mean, I mean to focus on healing, but it's just what came out. But, you know, over the course of this series, we're going to talk about, um, you know, all kinds of miracles, because the truth is the same way you do a healing miracle is the same way you do any miracle. It's all about speaking to mountains. It's all about speaking to the thing that's the problem, right? Rebuking the fever, speaking to the storm, speaking to the fig tree, blessing the bread. It's really about words. It's about union. And these are, it's the same way. It's being led by the Holy Spirit in partnership with the Holy Spirit, yielding to the Holy Spirit and, and allowing uh, what the Holy Spirit is speaking into the situation to manifest in the name of Jesus. So I'm excited, as you can tell. I, I mean, my gosh, I turned this, turned this recording on and just talk, talk, talk the whole time. I could literally talk about this for probably five years. I love this topic. And I've really, really, really been praying for the Lord to uh, just clear my schedule and, and, and make room for me to be able to do more on this topic. I mean, goodness knows I have prayed about relaunching Miracle School many times. I have uh, lots of things in my heart that I will do, um, but I'm just excited to be taking this first step and being able to share some of my experience, some of my um uh, revelation on uh, operating as a miracle worker. And I'm excited to uh, invite you guys into this series called Miracle School. So I love you. Make it a supernatural week. And you know what? Start testing it now. You know what? I, when I was praying for those people, the nursing home, I didn't wait like, oh, I got to wait till I get all this information to start. No, I just started. I just started. That's the other thing too. We keep waiting on an anointing. We keep waiting on something. I'll tell you, just go, go. It says go as you go, as you go preach, as you go lay hands on the sick, as you go in your normal everyday life, just go and just take a step of faith. And I'll tell you, you will start to grow. Uh, well, you will grow when you are available and you are stepping out in faith, you will grow and you can't be moved by the things that don't happen. Okay. We're in school. Okay. We're in school and I don't care what school you're in. 
whether you're in, you know, kindergarten, going through high school, college, whatever, or if you're in uh, med school or you're in, you know, plumbing school or you're in nursing school or you're in whatever school you're in, you know what? Everybody starts out not knowing what they're doing and they practice, practice, practice. They do their homework and they just grow and grow and grow and they make mistakes and they get better and they learn from that. So failure is a part of learning failure. I mean, Jesus, I mean, Peter fell, I mean, you know, when he was in the water, I mean, nobody just starts out, you know, at the level of mastery, just, just not the way it works. Our minds need to be removed. We need to practice. We need to learn. It's a relational thing. And so just get started, start speaking to things in Jesus name. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little homework. Um, if something needs to shift in your life, okay, or you need to pray for something else to shift in someone else's life, okay, instead of begging God to do it, instead of uh, thinking that, you know, he's holding back, you don't know when it's going to happen, do yourself and the scene realm a favor and give it some clear instructions and start to speak to it in the name of Jesus. And when you speak to it, begin to just, just visualize it, imagine it, imagine your words are actually working. Imagine the name of Jesus is actually powerful. Imagine that the scene realm at, at a quantum level responds to the name of Jesus, that it is conscious that a fig tree will obey Jesus, that a, uh, a, you know, a, a growth on your, on, on someone's body will, will obey Jesus, that your plants will obey Jesus and just begin to speak to whatever the situation is, speak to your bank account, speak to things in the name of Jesus and release whatever is in heaven into that situation, release abundance, release healing, release it just in Jesus name. And just, just start practicing, say, okay, God, I'm signing up with miracle school. I'm going to be on this series with Shalise and I'm going to start practicing. Okay. Let's make it practical. And I trust that God is going to train you. Holy spirit is going to help you. And, uh, it's going to be miraculous. So I love you guys. And we will continue this series soon. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.